Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo. We have reached episode 44. 44, and I don't know. I got nothing. Let's so see if you come up by the end of the episode so you can slip it in again like you did yesterday. Last last week, not yesterday. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Episode 44, here's to 44 more. That's kind of weak. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I'll come up with something better. <laughs> All right, you got, you got about just under an hour to come up with something, so you got this. I have a little faith in you. At least you have a little. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It'll grow. It'll grow with our show. It'll grow with our show. See, there's my rhyme for today. It'll grow with our show, which you guys can help by going to our buymeacoffee.com Nice way page. to slip that in. <laughs> yeah, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. You can go there and help contribute and help the show grow, help the show get better. Um, maybe um, you could... Uh, kick a little something that'll inspire crypto to come up with some new episode number rhymes um <laughs> i don't know i got nothing but yeah just check out our buy me a coffee couldn't hurt right <laughs> had to try right buy me a coffee.com slash steve crypto every contribution helps the show helps like i said helps us grow now i can't stop saying show and grow <laughs> I gotta stop. Oh, they help hey, us upgrade. Your, your <laughs> contributions will help us buy a new rhyme book for Steve. Hey, my rhymes are fucking on point. Spit my rhymes fire. are on time. Spit fool. fire, homie. But anyways, <laughs> that's enough about that. Buymecoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. Thanks to everybody who has contributed so far and everybody who plans to and all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Um Last episode, we had our friend Addison Bennett come on to promote a couple uh, projects he's working on. Well, a project and then an update to an already finished project with the, the VHS tapes of Psycho Ape. And uh, he's doing the Roast Masterpiece Theater Cult of Frankenstein movie that he's putting together. And uh, he's getting the funding up. He's, I think he... He might have gotten pretty close or just crossed his goal, but keep it going. You can check back in the last episode to get the details. Addison Binnick's movie. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah, um, definitely sounds like a lot of fun. That's the key word. You know, for anybody who listened to that interview, I'm sure you you uh, you caught the, the part about him talking about all the different types of masks, you know, different Frankenstein masks. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Just yeah. the different qualities and versions of them. Because knowing him, there's going to be some real shitty mask, and that's going to be the yeah. best part of it. Right. Nice that's blast. the beauty of it. Nice yeah. Blast. But um, yeah. what are we doing so, this week? Well, episode 44. For this week, we are speaking with a writer from Source Point Press by the name of Dirk Manning. 
He has a, a long list of books under his uh, or in his catalog, you know, um, from, oh, the Butts and Seats, the Toy Shivani story to the Haunted High Ons with Twisted to the upcoming uh, Mystery, or no, I'm sorry, not Mystery, Buried But Not Dead. He also has done Mystery, Tales of Mystery, uh, but the upcoming Buried But Not Dead, um, there's one called Hope. I mean, there's a, just look up Dirk Manning dot com and and or look him up on facebook instagram he's all over the place and you'll find the many many plates that he is spinning at this yeah. very moment <laughs> it sounds like he does have a lot of stuff that kind of leans towards horror so that's kind of good it's a good time of year with halloween coming so yeah read you some horror comics you know read his books read there's so many great horror comics out there uh, another fun one to check out is the uh, Elvira meets Vincent Price comic series from Dynamite. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. That's off to a fun start. I actually got to get to the damn comic shop and get the next uh, issue. I've only read issue one, so I got to go get that soon, as soon as I can. Definitely, it's taking time to get out and do anything. You know, with all COVID stuff and delays, and then we had a convention a few weeks ago and. Yeah. Like it took forever to watch Candyman. <laughs> yep. But everything's getting everything's getting pushed back. You know, even the Halloween stores or the you know the Halloween merch that's coming out is kind of limited. Some of it's not the greatest. Stuff's um, finally showing up at Target and Walmart. That's the big yeah. that's the big thing. Yep. Yeah, they're always the last. <laughs> Honestly, get... Dollar Tree Halloween stuff is really Dollar Tree's good this it. year. Yeah, Dollar it's really good. It. Yeah. Like, don't don't think that it's just some bullshit because it's Dollar Tree. No, we're telling you, Stephen Crypto Show, back it up. Go to Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. They should. We you should have should Dollar like, Tree fucking endorse us. That'd be awesome. You get, I'm, I'm giving a free little ad right now. You can get like four bags of decorations for thirty bucks, roughly. You know. <laughs> I mean, we did. I mean, you'll only end up fucking using half of it and throwing a bunch of it away because it's garbage. But or some of it. Good break, shit's really you know? good. The good stuff's really good. <laughs> yeah but it's it's been like people have been wiping out like i went to dollar tree the other day and you can see they had a lot of stuff but the shelves are like wiped out because people are like yeah. eating that shit up yeah freaking internet, you know, man tiktok god damn it go. <laughs> another good place to go we don't have them here but dollar general they also have a little bit of halloween stuff too so if you're near yeah. dollar general go check that out i Same i can spend so much money in one of them yeah like these discount <laughs> shops are blowing away like the, the higher end stuff like um you would think spirit halloween would be the place to go but i finally made it to a spirit and maybe it was the shop that i went to you went to the same one i'm not gonna say where it's at because i don't want to crap on them yeah. too much i mean i'll crap on them but i won't say exactly which one i'm crapping on but uh if you know where we're from <laughs> just you, just the business as a whole is what you're if you doing. know you're where we're from the it's the closest <laughs> The closest spirit to us. You're um, not shitting on this location. You're shitting on the whole business. Is that what you're doing? Maybe it's the location. I'm not sure. It could just be the location, <laughs> but it was bad. It was like, I don't know if they're doing it to all the spirits, but it was like the windows were like plywooded up and like this this building hadn't been, the space hadn't been used in a long time and like the floors are all like busted up. Like I almost tripped like three times in the store. 
Um, oh, wow. Things were sparse. I mean, I kind of peeked through the back curtains, saw a ton of boxes and stuff. So they're probably still stocking. So maybe that, but there was nothing there that, like, walking through there, there, there was nothing. Usually it's like I go to spare it. It's like, oh, I want that. I need that. I want that. And there was like nothing there that I felt like I really needed. Yeah, they've added a few animatronics since the last time I went. I mean, I went opening weekend and and then went back a couple weeks later, you know. And, and so they've added a couple animatronics, maybe a few more costumes, but it's still kind of uh it was only a few animatronics. Kind of it was only a few when I went the other day and like only like one was working. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of cool though. It was like this soul eater guy that just like like talk shit to like his victim is like I'm gonna eat your soul. It like blows steam, like it blows like yeah. the steam into his the smoke into his mouth, so it looks like it's like sucking his soul out, and then it just slumps over after. That was yeah, cool, pretty cool. But yeah. like, I didn't need it. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's there wasn't anything there that I needed. Like I kind of wanted the Beetlejuice light up sign. Yeah, that keeps selling out every year for the past two years. I need that, but I couldn't find that. But yeah. I got four or five bags of decorations at Dollar Tree for the price of one regular average sign <laughs> with Michael Myers' face on it from Spirit, you know? Yeah. like And um, some snacks and some candy yeah. and yeah. some TGI Fridays looking cheddar potato and, skins. And, <laughs> and some toys that my kids already lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I love yeah, Dollar I mean, Tree, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dollar Tree is doing great this year. Spirit, not so much. Uh, only thing they I'm cool. They got some cool blankets there. You know, the only they, thing they got a Killer Clowns blanket. I didn't even see that when I went. The only thing I'm disappointed about Dollar Tree is usually the last couple of years they've had like a great selection of horror DVDs they put out on Halloween, and I haven't seen a single DVD. And I'm disappointed about that because i've found some cool stuff the last couple of years like honestly yeah. don't even don't even ask me to say what i can't do it off the top of my head but you know um back to spirit you want to see spooky shit when you go in there and the, like the, literally the spookiest thing i saw was a legit giant fucking rat trap outside the front door like a yeah. real rat trap you know like the plastic like the black plastic <laughs> one that they crawl in they can't get out of yeah. there was one of those there I remember I was walking in, I seen it the the plywood in the windows. I was like, oh, I bet this motherfucker got rats. And I didn't notice the trap when I went in, but when I came out, it was there. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> God damn it. So yeah. Fucking. Anyhow, I did mention before we started rambling about that, that I finally saw Candyman. Um I wasn't a Really, really good follow-up to the original. Stay true to that story, but also added to it and had added different uh it added more depth to the story and also added as you would expect from the, the Jordan Peele movie, it added a a, a, a bit of like a social commentary. Which it was good. I say you still got to see it, so I won't ruin it for you. Go see it; it's worth checking out. I went the other day, watched that, and then I went and watched another theater. I went and watched the the Shang Chi movie, 
the new Marvel movie. Oh my fucking god! Totally that, different movies, but how was that? Totally one? different. That was awesome. It was really, really good. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies at this point. Wow! Top five. Saying a lot. Top oh, wow. five of the 137 Marvel movies that have come out in the last 10 years. <laughs> but um, yeah. Other than that, um, there's a lot of uh, keep mentioning Halloween. There's a lot of good, good uh, movie and materials coming out for Halloween to get you hyped. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean they they announced uh, Halloween Kills is gonna be coming to Peacock. Yes, gonna be streaming on Peacock the same day as a theatrical release, which is. Exciting because after going to the theater the other day, the full theater kind of sketched me out a little bit. So I think I might watch this one at home. And if it sticks around theaters for a few weeks, I might go once it quiets down a little bit and watch it on the big screen. But I'll definitely watch yeah. it today. And uh, of course, we'll talk about it. You know this. But before that, if you want to check out a good movie, uh, I think on the 1st of October, if you want one for the whole family to watch, go see the Adams Family uh, animated one. Like, personally, I liked the first one. I heard a lot of people say it was dumb and this and that, but that's what what I that's what I wanted. I need me yeah, some dumb... Yeah. I need to laugh at some stupid shit sometimes. Like, people listening to funny. us, people listening to us, they laugh at some of the stuff we say because... They're like us. They like stupid shit. <laughs> not saying they're stupid, but I'm saying no. we are, and they laugh at us. We enjoy a good laugh, yeah. you know. And and sometimes it's some some dumb fart jokes that bring them on. And why you not? Know, we haven't been we haven't been making many fart jokes. I know that's what I was thinking as I just said that as it just came out of my mouth. Like, well, at least I am acknowledging said fart joke. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't have a fart counts. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, remember, that goes towards it. You know, you know if there's the was, fart joke jar, we can throw a penny in there now. For, for it this. was like a month ago, and when, when we were talking about fart jokes and like catch me slipping and not making a fart joke, and we haven't been making any. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sorry guys, if any of you, um, do we need to give a moment of silence or something? Like, <laughs> just a quick, just a quick moment of silence. Uh. <laughs> moment moment of silent but deadly boom yeah. fart joke there you go <laughs> got it in there anyway all right moving on anyway moving on. moving on um the new predator movie wrap filming that yep. just little news just came out it's looking uh, forward to that it's going to be directed by dan trackenberg who directed 10 cloverfield lane i don't know if you see oh, that okay yeah yep. yeah okay so um I'm not sure what the name is going to be yet, but we'll see. It should be cool. I mean, I know you're a big Predator fan, so. Yeah. I heard that it might be called Skulls. Skulls. Yeah. You know, you're right. Maybe I did. Maybe I did read something. Maybe like that's that. just the name they're kicking around in the old Predator factory or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, should, anything uh, with Predator attached to it, I'm going to check it out. Hear so. about it. Hear about it. Um, when the last week Rob Zombie's been posting uh, more pictures of the progress for the Monsters movie like he showed uh, 
photos of them building the set for 1313 Mockingbird Lane, which is, of course, the Munster's house. He showed pictures of that. It's like at first when I heard about this whole project, I was like, shit, he better not turn us into like a Rob Zombie movie. You know what I mean? Not knocking yeah. it, but I want a fun Munster Don't movie. turn any Munster into a murderer or something like that. That's not what he's supposed to be. But the more he's releasing about this and more you can see how he's staying true to the series it's like i'm getting fucking really excited about it and i'm i'm hyped yeah. and i think it's going to be fun in the sets and like the the character designs and stuff he's released has just looked awesome so that's good and uh since we're on the topic of rob zombie <laughs> Our friends over at Fright Rags are releasing, are re-releasing some House of a Thousand Corpses designs. So this Friday, they're bringing back three officially licensed House of a Thousand Corpses designs. The Clown Prince of Murder, the Sounds of House of a Thousand Corpses, and some classic artwork from Justin Osborne. They're all going to be restocked and they'll be ready to order next Friday. Um, they have stuff from other artists, including Jeffrey Blasman and Yannick Bouchard, who they've both done stuff for them. I mean, the, the art they put on the Fright Rack shit is awesome. But um, be ready. This Friday, September 17th, 10 a.m. Eastern. And grab your shirts from the most shocking tale of carnage ever seen over at fright-rags.com. Fry Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003, which I believe is the year that House of a Thousand Corpses came out, too. And they've been offering a wide range of products for your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Collections include John Carpenter's Halloween, Universal Monsters, Night of the Living Dead, Creep Show, Twin Peaks, Evil Dead, and so many more. All officially licensed and available soon or now at fright-rags.com. Steve and Crypto Show listeners get 10% off when they use code STEVECRYPTO10. That's STEVECRYPTO10 at checkout. So go get you that House of Thousand Corpses t-shirt. Get your complimentary bucket of chicken on the way out. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if they're actually giving you the bucket of chicken, but... Go get the shirt anyway. I just confirmed no bucket of chicken. And also, you guys keep listening because our uh, discount code is going to change very soon. So that way you could go use it again because it's a single use code, <laughs> but you're going to be able to use the new code and get more stuff. And next episode, we're going to be dropping a new Fright Rags discount code for you guys. So pay attention right now. Steve Crypto 10 is good till the end of this month. And start next week. We'll have a new code for you. So get in there, get it, get you some stuff at Fright Rags, get the house of some corpses stuff. That's right. Go get some new merch, get some new Halloween stuff in time for the Halloween season. Because, you know, like Christmas, maybe we like to give our loved ones gifts on Halloween. So, you know, your your loved one might love a Halloween shirt, maybe some Evil Dead pajamas. Maybe a house with a thousand corpses t-shirt. Fright Rags has got it all. I'm telling and you, also, there's something there for you. Also, if you love us, you could get us gifts from Fright Rags. 
Yep. So if you want to send your credit card information to the Steve Crypto no, Show, just don't do that. <laughs> we don't want that. Just send us gifts. Uh, and uh, yeah, or don't. I don't care. Just oh, keep listening. Just okay. keep listening and sharing the show and um, visiting our friends like Fright Rags and checking out cool uh, streaming services like Fairflix. And speaking of streaming services, get back to movies like we were talking about prior to the Fright Rags bit. Um, most of the streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Freeform, Disney+, Plus. They're all announcing their uh, programming for spooky season for Halloween time. So get on that. Um, plan it. Plan your Halloween viewing. Um, speaking of Halloween viewing, every year I like to watch a horror or Halloween theme or just a fitting movie from October 1st through the 30th. I like to try to watch a different one every day. So shoot me some ideas. Hit me up social media at the Steve Strout. Hit up uh crypto, crypto zoo yep, 88. Yep. We watch spooky shit all year round, but you know, this is the month where we really like to get as much in as we can. So and watch the greats, you know, or or watch movies that maybe have slipped past us, things that we yes, you know, don't even know about. So if some you ideas. If you have a gem that you're sitting on out there, you're like, man, these guys need to watch this one. Pass it along, please. There's like, there's always, you know, the staples that I'll watch every year. I'll watch Night of the Living Dead every year. I always make sure to watch at least, you know, one of the Halloween movies from the franchise. I like to watch one of the Friday the 13th movies every year. Yeah. Um, I like to make it a point to watch um, some horror hosted movies you know what i mean like every saturday night i'll be watching like spanguli and stuff like that i count that towards my my quota or whatever you want to call it but um send me ideas um preferably streaming preferably um free or <laughs> i don't want to pay any more than i'm already <laughs> paying from my streaming services so but again, if you got a streaming service that you want to pass along to us, you can send those passwords. <laughs> uh, we got to keep trying, right? <laughs> I mean, he's before the end of uh, before the end of the episode. Caleb's gonna have like your. He's just gonna steal your identity. That's, <laughs> that's uh, just kidding. We're not gonna do that. But no, no, no. Send us just, movie ideas. Just, yeah, yeah. You don't have to send us your credit card info, but you can send us some movie ideas. We'd appreciate it. Yes. Um, what do you say we get to the Derek Manning interview? Sounds like a plan, Stan. Okay, but just got to mention one thing real quick. We did have some technical difficulties when we were recording this interview with Dirk, so there might be a couple spots where the sound is a little off or conversation kind of jumps from one point to another. But um. Either way, it's gonna it's a fun conversation. We had a good time chatting with him about his comics, about wrestling, which is something we want to chat about more here. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We might even talk to him again down the road and um Possibly. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, he, he definitely has a, a foot in the wrestling world and, and the comic book world and even a little bit in in you know music and horror and 
and we love all of those it's things. All so shit we like he, to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of a good match talking with Dirk. You know, he was a, a nice guy, and and um, you know we um, we had a good chat with him, and hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Check it out. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Darcy the Mail Girl from The Last Drive-In, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Hello, and welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show. Coming to the ring, weighing at none of your damn business, coming from parts unknown, the writer of Nightmare World, right or wrong, hope, tales of mystery, buried but not dead, butts in seats, love stories to die for, adventures of Cthulhu and Dastardly Dirk, and the new Haunted High On series, Tales from the Green Book, it is Dirk Manning! You've been, you've been playing that for a while, haven't you? He's got a comic book! Yeah. Oh my god! So thank at you least, guys at for least, at least we didn't hear no booze in the background. Well, you know, there's a day when I would have embraced the heel heat. And in fact, uh, an argument could be made that I pretended to be a heel better than people who really were heels were heels. But, you know, I, 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 to quote Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven, I ain't like that no more. I will just embrace my true nature as a, as a good, as a face, usually. That line is, that line is kind of blurred nowadays anyways. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and we choose, and we're in a world to choose your own reality. You know, there's people that believe that taking horse warmer is suddenly stops you from a virus and, and, and all these crazy things. So some people want to say I'm a heel, say I'm a heel. People that <laughs> know me know that I just play a heel ex- arguably too well sometimes. <laughs> The heel roll does seem like a lot of fun. I mean, I've I've heard uh, Samoa Joe talk about it a little bit. I've probably mentioned it before right. on here. Like, I, 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 it always just playing a villain in general seems like such a blast. I've always liked the villains more when it comes to a movie or a show or whatever. I, I've just been more drawn to them. And uh, yeah. it, you know, the uh, the wrestling side though, the the rough part would be what Samoa Joe mentioned, which is not talking to your fans at airports or restaurants, things like that. Avoiding right, people. Right. Not you don't really want to, but he's like, I gotta stick to the to the heel thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to break kayfabe, you know. Um, yeah, and, and you're right. And being the heel is is more fun. I mean, definitely. You know, even if you're a guy who, you know, uh, I was always in awe of people like Bobby the Brain Heenan who was just super quick, man. And every time you get try to get in on him, you know, he just, you know, just just takes it one step farther. But uh, I think like anything, you know, and I think, you know, Small Joe's probably touching on this too after a while. Um, and wrestlers over the years have talked about this. It's like when you, when you have a persona like that, people start to believe it. And they believe that's you, you know? And like, you know, uh, you, you really got to, step back and recognize that when you're a heel the better you do your job the more people believe it you know so um but uh but no 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 so yeah i i i I specifically opted not to boof myself although like i used to do this bit in karaoke where i played a heel karaoke singer (laughs) dick manley and just work the crowd into a lather just just get him so fired up and be so obnoxious and be such a 
such a douchebag. <laughs> it was fun. It was like you turn karaoke into WrestleMania. But then what happens is people get so it, it just it's it's something that can become a, sn- a snowball that just rolls out of control. Yeah, especially most of the time karaoke there is alcohol involved. Well, right, which... <laughs> right. And, 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 and the best and worst thing for me is I don't drink. Uh, right. You know, so I'm like the sober one playing a heel karaoke singer and Afro and all this other crap. And and riling up these people that are uh, drinking and things like that, have a good time. People get into it, and it got to a point of like, okay, this has got to stop. I mean, now it's like, <laughs> like people like challenging me on the internet and stuff like that. And it's like, I I obviously even this weekend all out, you know, um, I I did a gag karaoke thing with Tony Schiavone. You know, I did uh, uh, Delilah by Tom Jones, but instead was like, you know, my 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 Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he played it to the max too he played it to the hill you know just scowling and um and he hates to be in the spotlight anyway truthfully but it was fun but that's like a a one-off i uh, i'm trying to uh as i get back on the road trying to avoid that heel heat these days so was that song choice a surprise to tony did you just spring that on him <sighs> you know <laughs> We've been joking for a while about it, you know, because we have calls. We're working on butts and seats. We would do it all through Zoom, you know, obviously with the pandemic going on and things like that, we couldn't really see each other. So the team, uh, we all worked uh, via Zoom as they're doing interviews and stuff like that. And somehow or another, something came up. Actually, I think it was around Astronomicon about if Tony was going to come to karaoke with us. And I said, you know, Tony, at Astronomicon, I... I've been known the last couple of years since I started karaoke there to be, you know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I, I've, I've been known to kind of bring the thunder there, Tony. So I, I, I hope you'll come to karaoke and be prepared to really throw down. And he's like, oh, yeah, that ain't going to happen, buddy. And, I, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and he, he starts riffing me on, on what I'm going to sing. And I said, well, I, I, I've done System of a Down there. I've done Motorhead there. And I said, I got some real special lined up. I said, you know, the people have been waiting 18 months, Tony. I, I really can't let them down. And and I said, I got I got to bring the house down. And and I, I did all right. You know, I mean, this year was fun. I mean, it's up to other people to say how much it was. I mean, I, I had people said they really liked it when I threw on my Haunted High Ends jersey. And, you know, you turn the hat backwards. <laughs> and you, I actually had a twisted hat on and, you know, bust out, break stuff by Limp Bizkit and then walk off. Yeah, the I was stage. about to say, you were uh, breaking stuff like it was 99 at Astro, I hear. You're right. <laughs> It was fun. I mean, people people seem to dig it. So, um, but then the joke was that I would go from Limbiscuit to Tom Jones, and he thought I was ribbing him. And I said, you know, when I found out that he was hosting a karaoke event with Ad Free Shows, and he invited me, I said, Tony, I will serenade you with Tom Jones from the stage. He's like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> well, in the meantime, then he sees the Limbiscuit performance and thinks all I do is like this, you know, screamo stuff. And I get up there and, you know, bust out Tom Jones. I'd like to think pretty close to note for note. And, uh, you know, changing uh, my Delilah to my Shivani. Um, it was, what a world, man. What a world <laughs> we live in. That, you know, three weeks ago, um, I'm with all the, I'm with all, you know, the Juggalos and all, we're hanging out and all the fam and the ninjas or the fans, the people. And, you know, we're, we're rocking out to Limp Bizkit. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm in Chicago serenading Tony Schiavone on stage, holding his hand to a room of 250 people who paid to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love a good contrast like that. You know, like 
So on the, the subject of Astronomicon, I just wanted to yeah. know, you know, did you have a successful year? I know you've been there pretty much every year, right? Yeah, every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, was this one successful? I mean, even with the COVID situation at hand? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, 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 Astronomicon marked my return to the road. You know, I've been off the road about 18 months, give or take. Um, ironically, Astronomicon 3 was the last convention I did before everything shut down. And then it was my first full weekend convention back. Um, I had an incredibly successful weekend. You know, Astronomicon in Ann Arbor was a really cool event. It was a great show. I really wanted to see Corey Taylor as a metal guy. I mean, like, that was like my thing. I was joking with Mike and, and the crew from m and I'm like, because when I'm at a show, I don't leave my table unless I'm at a panel, during hours, unless I'm, show hours, unless I'm hosting a panel, or filling or emptying my water bottle, you know? Other than that, I'm there, I'm at my table. So I was telling them at E, I was like, whatever you do, you need to come grab me when when uh, Corey has a short or a break in the action and take me over to go do my thing and meet him and geek out, you know, get my, get my CD signed and all that. <laughs> so Corey not showing up was a bummer and Jason Hughes not being there was, was a bummer as well. Yeah. But overall, an incredibly successful weekend, an absolutely great show. Uh, uh, the preview, the preview blind bags we did for Haunted High Ends, Curse of the Green Book went very well. People were very receptive to seeing me. They were very receptive to, to checking out my other work as well. I couldn't ask for a better return to the road. You really could. The, the, the karaoke was fun. The concerts were fun. Getting up at six in the morning to do interviews for the news was not fun, but I'll do anything for George. So when he... <laughs> When he's like, I, I need someone for the morning thing for the news. Like, no problem. He's like, it's at 6 a.m. after you know, the morning after attacking the ninjas. I'm like, <laughs> I I just performed Limp Biscuit last night. I'm a little little tired. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was two nights before, right? It just oh, didn't right. stop. Okay. Then attacking yeah. the ninjas was the next night. And I'm like, so basically, I leave the concert and I go right to be interviewed at 6 a.m i got it you know but no um got it anything for you man but uh no it was good it was really really fun i really couldn't ask for a better return to the road seeing everybody again i mean yeah we had to be careful and and we have to wear masks but that's that's the world we live in right now you know yeah It, it, it still it was a very very successful weekend i was really happy the reception to Curse of the Green Book, that Ghost Art edition we did in the blind bag promotion went over exceptionally well. Um, I'm excited, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's actually, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, well, I'm very thankful to have been able to pick up a blind bag from you after the event, yeah. you know, and, and uh, that's actually the version that I got was the Astronomicon edition. Yeah. Ghost, yep. ghost yep. cover there. Um, how many... How many copies did you make of this? Uh, Sourcefinder and Mini worked together. They made 800 copies of that book total. So if you look inside the book with that ghost art, all the blue line art and things like that, there's only 800 copies in existence. That's it. And they're gone. And we're not reprinting it. So uh, there was obviously four versions of that cover. The, tr- the trade dress like you have, one without the trade dress, the, the vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people get offended. You see when I say virgin cover, so we'll say the vegan <laughs> cover. Um, there's a black and white version and then the chromium. Um, but getting one at all is good because, you know, last year Haunted High or two, yeah, last year Haunted High Ends was nominated for three Ringo Awards, including Best Humor Comic of 2020, Best Artist 
uh, best illustrator and best colorist. So the fact that you have one of 800 of a variant comic uh, of the sequel is pretty awesome. So thank you for your support on that. Well, I appreciate you sending one my way. Thank you very much. Um, I noticed that you guys are going to be going to New York Comic Con next month, right? Yes, sir. And you're going to be coming along, or you're bringing along a new uh, a new cover for that that version as well, right? Yeah, yeah. That special the, cover. The, yeah, the book actually uh, begins dropping in November uh, as a monthly miniseries, but we're actually people go ask uh, to New York Comic Con that Thursday, the Thursday of New York Comic Con. Let me look at my because I'm old. Let me look at my paper calendar. The rest of you can go to DirkManning.com and see my new Google calendar. But, I noticed uh, that. That Thursday, October 7th, uh, Twisted's going to be there. Twisted, actually, uh, Haunted Hyons is on the badges for New York Comic Con. You know, wow. which is, again, awesome. SourcePoint Press uh, is sponsoring all the badges of New York Comic Con. The Thursday badge is Haunted Hyons, which is pretty remarkable. Um, right. And we are... Uh, offering a very limited edition New York Comic Con cover to number one a month before it comes out in stores. So this will be the full color version of the book. Um, Robert Hack did the cover, you know, that throwback, really cool green book cover. And um, it is uh, going to be very limited. I will have copies at my table in Artist Alley. SourcePoint Press will have copies. But Twisted will be there doing a signing as well. We're going to do a Haunted High Ends panel together Thursday. We're going to go back to the source. Uh, we have a major announcement at that panel. And I'm not even going to hint. So <laughs> I'm just uh, telling you right now. Somewhere around the world, you know, uh, George and Mike uh, Winogar and Twisted are like, shut up. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm not breathing a word about it. Uh, we have a major announcement this panel. Yeah, we have a major announcement with the panel. We're going to go back to Source Points Press booth and do a signing. And they'll be there Thursday only. And But to be fair, I've been telling people for months, make sure you get a badge for Thursday at New York Comic Con. Let the record show. I was telling everybody without telling them, you know, get a Thursday badge because Twisted is on the badge. So when I tell all of you there's a major announcement at New York Comic Con and that panel, make sure you're there because it is a major announcement. It's very big. It's it's major announcement. That's all I'm going to say. Has there been any word if... um any of, of New York Comic Con going to be streaming or anything? Um, they do stream some of the panels. Um, that is way beyond my pay grade if uh, ours will be streamed. <laughs> right, right. It would be nice. Yeah. But I, I don't, I can't speak to that. You know, it being New York Comic Con, I mean, you have, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, I hate to say a lot of competition, but there, there's a lot of, um, a lot of people vying for a certain amount of streaming bandwidth because <laughs> yeah. at the con. Oh, yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, this is news that, after the panel um it'll be i think there, the news yeah. is gonna the news is gonna travel pretty quickly but it's gonna be another thing altogether to be in the room when it happens and then right. to be able to come see us at source points booth after that panel is gonna be right. and, and get a copy of the variant comic the so variant. It's, source point is sponsoring the badges for the whole weekend right and i think oh, they're, yeah. they're gonna be featuring another one of your books matter of fact they are the premium exhibitor badge uh is uh, which is like the the wrestlers, the movie stars, like the top tier talent right. will be getting the uh, badge art that has butts and seats to Tony Schiavone's story. Very cool. And, uh, and Tony will be with us, I announced in my newsletter, uh, Sunday at New York Comic Con. So uh, my my crew are the Alpha and the Omega, you know, coming Thursday <laughs> for Twisted, 
coming Sunday for Tony Giovanni and I. And I'll be at Artist Alley all weekend, most likely table H8. You can embrace the hate down in Artist Alley. There's that, <laughs> there's that heel thing again, creeping out. <laughs> Maybe I need to be H7 instead. Change, change it to come to heaven. H7. Yeah. Come to heaven. <laughs> but, uh, let's be honest. I like embrace the hate better. Well, since you mentioned your buddy, Tony Schiavone, mm-hmm. uh, you were actually at All Out over the weekend. Yeah, I saw the pictures of you attending. It looked like a, a hell of a show to be at. Um, do you have any? Yeah. I mean, we know some of the things that went down, of course, but you were actually there to see it. So, mm-hmm. do you have any personal highlights or just you know moments where the crowd went nuts a little bit more than than others? Anything you want to say about the event? Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, it was incredible. Um, it was the hottest crowd for any live event I've ever been at, ever. Concerts, anything. I mean, I was a music journalist for over a decade. I've been to some pretty major concerts, things like that. That crowd was so hot from beginning to end. Um, the first match, you know, Mira comes out and Eddie, King, Eddie Kingston blows the roof off the place. And it just never stopped. Um, one of the funniest pops, and, and I haven't got a chance to go back and watch the, the streaming version yet, because, you know, like when you're live, you don't get to hear the commentary and all that stuff, so you, yeah. you order it then to hear it, too, you know, but um, is when uh, Britt Baker, DMD, she did the Tequila Sunrise, you know, Adam Cole's move, and I told my, I was there with Travis McIntyre from Source Point Press, we kind of spent the weekend together, you know, hanging out, moving books, at fan fest and i looked at him and i kind of slapped him in the shoulder i go adam cole baby that was her sign she's coming up and the crowd really kind of popped for it in a way that was like they knew they knew what yeah. she was doing you know when she busts out the that, that flipping pile driver people people knew what was going on so then <laughs> at the end of the show when adam cole came out you know, obviously people expected daniel bryan there's even at least i don't know if it comes through on the television those little yes 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 at the end when they were beating up Christian and uh, when Adam Cole comes out, I mean, the crowd was way into it, but it wasn't what I expected. And I, and I, again, I told Travis, I'm like, double swerve, man, double swerve. Here it comes. Adam Cole heals out, rejoins the elite. And then Daniel Bryan coming out. And again, the, the place explodes, but the place exploded for, I mean, the CM Punk coming back, that great match there. Like I said, Eddie Kingston blew the roof off the, I mean, just, everything top to bottom just amazing uh lucha brothers who have loved yes. since lucha underground oh yeah you know uh, spoilers people sorry for people that haven't yeah, watched yeah. pay-per-view yet but winning the tag team belts their entrance and when they came out and how masterfully the young bucks sucked the air out of the room towards the end of the match when it was like, oh God, they're gonna go over again. They're gonna, and those be real, you know, it's brought a bunch of smarks. They're gonna put themselves over again. They're gonna yeah, book themselves to win. Yeah. And they were just murdering the, the Lucha Brothers at the end there, and just taking the air out of the room. And then for the Lucha Brothers to rally back, and, and I'll give credit to Travis on this one. I said, oh my God, man, I go, I don't know. And he goes, match ain't over. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, they haven't gone to the top of the cage yet. Because I pointed out at the beginning, I said, right. look at the way the cage is set up. It's more of a flat across the top to walk across easier. He goes, 
they haven't gone to the top of the cage yet. It's not over. So then when Phoenix gets up there and, and does the big spot and brings about the, the close of the match, again, I mean, the place blew up, man. It was incredible. And and, and public public thanks to Tony Schiavone for, for helping, uh, you know, lift – lift the uh the garage door in the back open long enough for me to like slide underneath and then pull travis in with me but I, <laughs> and, and, and then we got our ice cream bars too so the ice cream bars was the other big highlight. <laughs> so the ice cream bars and the and the energy there you go yes sir i mean everybody loves ice cream so that's that's that, that, that all this the news i've read and stuff out of that have been getting me kind of hyped like me we're both old wrestling fans but i've kind of before AEW started i kind of was kind of just tired of the stuff that like wwe was putting out sure. and kind of just turned me off of wrestling for a while so and it's mm-hmm. been hard for me to like i love chris jericho and i was like oh he's going to AEW, but it was just like i didn't have it in me to jump in and start watching right but i've been right. watching like- all this build up and all this news and like punk coming back and daniel bryan jumping over there and uh, Brian Danielson, sorry. Oh, right, right, that. you're right. Sorry, Brian Danielson. You're right. Yeah, we gotta, deep, we gotta reprogram ourselves. Yeah, it's tricky. And I keep wanting to say like uh, Ruby Riot, but obviously she's not. Yeah, Ruby Soho. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. the place blew wide open for her too. Yeah. You know? I think I she's one of the biggest uh, performers that uh, WWE wasted. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, share that opinion. And I'll tell you, one of the things that, that was so incredible was, you know, again, she wins a pay-per-view, or with a pay-per-view, wins a Battle Royal. And if you look, and I'm, they've since shown this on the internet too, um, uh, Twitter is usually a hellhole, but yeah. th- this was really nice. They were showing the gift, uh, the gift on Twitter. Her, she wins the match, and she grabs the ref and just yeah. joins. She goes, yeah. hi, Brian. And they hung each other because they knew each other back in Takara back in the day. And now they're on this main stage, you know, and it's like, you know, AEW is one of the things it's doing right now is it's making people feel good about wrestling. Again. Yeah. And I understand people make these comparisons to 1990s, WCW. Oh, they're getting all these guys near the promotion and what's going to happen. And they start putting out over those guys all over, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've had the the extreme privilege to meet Tony Khan yeah. for a few minutes. It was quick. Right. We did talk, and we talked about the Kickstarter, and we you know just, just talking to him for a minute in person. And he is such a nice, vibrant, positive, happy guy. And and I think a lot of any organization's leadership uh, culture stems from their leadership. Right, you know, and obviously there's a lot of big personalities in play in, in AEW, and you know, and, and your executive people up there. And there's a lot of ego in wrestling. There's a lot of ego in everything. But Tony Khan was such a everything you hear about him being such a nice guy. It's kind of nice you can't fake. He's just a right. vibrant, happy, positive. You just feel better talking to him, you know. And and, and I think that's gonna that that's permeating to a lot of the talent. And it's permitting to the fans, you know, it's okay to have a, to be a fan of the thing you create. You guys can, I mean, I know we're not on video on the, the 
what people are hearing now, but you guys can see my office right now. I mean, I'm my office is surrounded. I'm sure my comic books. I'm yeah. a fan of comics, and it's yeah. okay. It's okay to be a fan of what you're creating. You know, you don't yeah. have to be above it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about the future. And I'm excited about hopefully uh, a lot of the established guys coming in, having the professional integrity and maturity to work with some of these younger guys and start putting them over and 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 helping grow the industry and grow the longevity of the industry and, and giving us alternatives to the monopoly that we we've had for a while now. That's what I've seen from, you know, watching from the outside, which after seeing the news of this last weekend, I'm, I'm going to jump back in. I need to see what's going on there. But <coughs> after seeing, you know, people, people compare it to the WCW days when they brought in all the, these established guys, um, they're doing that here. But like you said, they are working with these younger talents and putting them over and developing them, which you didn't see back then. Yeah. Like those and, guys and, and, came in and just took over. Right. And, and, and I mean, it's early, obviously, yeah. but I'm, I'm hoping that's what we're going to see. You know, I mean, did CM Punk go over Darby Allen? Of course. It's in Chicago, his first match back in seven freaking years. Right. Uh, but Darby's a guy that can absorb the loss too, and and just being in the ring with Punk for this match is the win. And look good, yeah. And look it's, great. Yeah. Darby looked great, and make no mistake, Darby was a big part of why that match was so good. And anybody that loves wrestling can see that. Darby took some ridiculous bumps, did some incredible spots, had a great match. Um, you know, I, I dare say Darby even protected Punk a little bit here and there. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, and that's it's been fine. a while. Yeah, it's been, it's a, been while. a while. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not out to see anybody get killed. I want to be entertained. Right. And I, thanks I, to the, the end of the, uh, the match, you know, I, I got to say the next time he comes out, he's probably going to get a lot of respect from the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even when taking a loss, he's still going to get a lot of respect and, and yep. they're going to, they're going to love him. And he could, and again, he's a guy who can absorb it, you know, and, yep. and punk could lose every match moving forward in AEW because he won the first one. That's fine. You know, that's fine. Now that he will, obviously, you know, but um, yeah, so it, I, I'm really into it. I, I really hope that this positive, you know, Daniel Bryan, after the pay-per-view, talked to the crowd and talked about why he came back. And I'm sure that's on the, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I've seen the clips of that. Yeah. And, and he talks about the fact that make no mistake, you have some established guys coming in, but he said the OGs, the people that were there at the beginning are the reason they're coming in. Yeah. They want to wrestle the Jungle Boys, the Luchasauruses, the MJFs, you know. Uh, these are the guys they want to work with. So Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson, <laughs> being the guy that Brian Danielson is, was appropriately putting over the original talent, which is great. That's the way it, that's the way it should be. And, and that's the way all of our industry should be. You know, pay it forward, help each other out. It's not a competition. Help each other all do their best and everyone will succeed. You know, a high, a high tide raises all ships. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, they've definitely been bringing in some great names. And, and you know, for a couple of Washington boys like uh, Steve and myself, it's cool to see Brian Danielson being yes. from Aberdeen rolling with AEW now. And um, a couple of years ago, I was actually downtown here in Port Townsend and, and I stop at a light and I swear to God, Brian and his wife and kid are crossing the street, and oh, I had to double. Right they, they they were shopping for property here. They wanted yeah. to move here for a while. Yeah, at some point. Um, yeah, but, I had to double take and look at them. I almost just poked my head out. Like, yes, but I, I didn't want to. 
Didn't want to be that guy yeah. at the time. Right, right, right. They're <laughs> off the clock. Let them be off the clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, not to, to 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 take the attention off of of our guests. Um, since we're talking about the wrestling stuff, we mentioned butts and seats. How did the this come together? How did the relationship happen with Shivani? Oh my gosh! I mean, it's a it's a long story, but the short version is. Um, Mike Dawkins, who's uh, online known as the gimmick attorney. He's a guy that's actually working with many of the wrestlers now and helping them uh, trademark their copyright their and trademark their gimmicks. Um, he knew Tony. Uh, he knew me. And he knew Tony was a big comic book fan from shows like C2E2 and said, hey, why don't you? He goes, do you have any interest in making a comic book uh, of your life? And Tony loves comics and goes, yeah, I'd be willing to have that conversation. And um, from there, Mike uh, reached out to me, connected the two of us. I think the original plan was first connected C2E2, which uh, didn't work out. Uh, figured naturally the first time in, my, in the history of the show, I missed a show. I, I had a family thing I had to uh, deal with. Um, my grandfather was very ill. I, I couldn't make it to the show. And then that ended up being the last show, the last in-person event, you know, for 18 right. months. So we started connecting on Zoom. We got together. We had a preliminary meeting on Zoom. Um, Tony and I really hit it off. So we started talking about what a book would look like. Um, I brought in uh, Drina Joe as editor. Uh, I wanted someone that could uh, help control all those meatheads, you know, and she's fantastic. She's also the editor on Haunted High Ons and, and several other books for SourcePoint. Uh, Felix the Cat, they just got announced and a bunch of other ones. So I knew we needed a good, strong editor. And then we set the format of the book with 10 chapters with 10 different artists, which harkens back to my Nightmare World days of doing that anthology style. And we, we put the book together on Zoom for about a year. You know, a lot of Zoom meetings, fun, fun meetings, fun. We had a great time talking to Tony, doing these stories. And he'd tell the story and I would write the script and then we would get back to him and, you know, give it to Drina and, you know, she'd edit it, he'd edit it, she'd edit it again, give it to the artist, give back Tony, we'd all go over it. But these Zoom calls were me, Tony, Mike Dawkins, uh, Drina Joe, Dave Silva were usually our, our crew. And um, every couple of weeks, we'd get together in Zoom and put together this whole book about Tony Schiavone's life in wrestling. Uh, when we launched the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter blew up bigger than any of us imagined. Oh, yeah, and I'm a guy that has a few yeah. Kickstarters under my belt, mind yeah. you. You know, but we, we had no clue it was going to go as big as it did i mean we just didn't we all had an internal number of what we wanted to beat uh at astronomicon mike dawkins revealed that he just wanted to beat jim Cornette's book by a dollar <laughs> you know we crushed that we crushed that in like 48 hours i think or 24 hours just something ridiculous check that off yeah yeah you know his was like the corny killer you know so we, all had, we all had a different the publisher had a different number we had a different number right um so right now we're sitting on the most the highest funded uh, the highest crowdfunded wrestling comic book of all time. Wow. Very cool. Very That's cool. great. Yeah, Congratulations. I think, I think kind of merging those audiences too kind of probably helped push big time, you know, because Shimoni is, mm-hmm. you know, legend. <laughs> and then you, yeah. you know, put that wrestling fan base along with the comic and, it's, and it just works. And is a huge comic fan. Yeah. He'll go to a comic convention and, and spend more money than he makes. You know, right. <laughs> that's been the joke that's like, he's going to, you know, we need to make sure we come support Tony on Sunday because he's going to be in debt. 
by being there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, spending all his money. He walks out with bags and bags of stuff. He's, he's you know, somebody's got to buy him lunch while he's there. Like, I see him like oh, he has a man. signing scheduled or something, and I'm like, where's Tony at? And he's off shopping. <laughs> oh no, see, he, he's, he's a consummate professional. He'll oh, be yeah, there yeah. for the panel for the signing. Oh yeah, every yeah. other waking moment he'll be gone. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know, all we'll be able to do is afford to give him a dirty water dog and you know some tap water because you know Lois finds out he's not gonna be able to go home. You know, he'd be shipping <laughs> stuff to my house to like slowly just slide over to him or something. In a way, it doesn't sound like he really wants to go home. He just wants to walk around there. They just stay at Comic Con, right? Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So we're 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 uh, we're excited, but that that's how the book came together. Uh, it, it's uh, people that are listening to this now that weren't aware of the book. Uh, you know, butts and seats to Tony Giovanni's story. You can now pre-order it in uh, previews through Diamond. And uh, if you go to your local comic shop, ask them to order it for you now. They will have it in the store for you the day of release in November. Perfect. Very cool. Definitely going to so, grab me a copy. Yeah, same here. Yeah, pre-order it now. Pre-order it now and you'll have it when the day it comes out in November. So, you know, you got ties with the wrestling crowd and then you're over here on this side with the demented duo so yes. you know how how is it different from talking with tony shivani versus talking with jamie and paul to write their story the curse of the green book yeah you know i've been working i've had the, the pleasure of working with with uh, twisted for a while now you know we did the first one shot in 2017 so we've been we've been you know moving right along that we had the really successful darkness rises mini series last year um so Jamie, Jamie and Paul are, are fun to work with. You know, they definitely have a vision of what they want to do. And I'm very fortunate and I'm very honored that they really trust me to tell the story. What we usually do is we have one big meeting when I talk about the vision for what I want to do. They kind of, you know, give me the yay, nay. And then they approve the scripts as I write them. Um, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. And I don't take for granted the fact that they trust me as much as they do to do this stuff. And it's um, it's fun, you know. They they both have a very particular vision for their brand, which I honor. But they also respect the fact that the Jamie and Paul of the comic is not the Jamie, not exactly the Jamie and Paul of real life. Right. You know, right. it's enough right. like them, but you know, in the comic, Paul's a little goofier. Paul's a little edgier. You know, it's it's them, you know. Right, Spend yeah, enough yeah. time just we've had dinner a few times. I've been backstage, you're watching how they how they handle themselves. So it's fun. Yeah, it's like what a world. You know, I mean, originally my my original crowd back in the day was a horror crowd, which I, I still have. You know, I got like the next mystery coming out this October and then moving into, you know, Twisted's crowd and then moving into the wrestling crowd and getting to combine my love of comics, of music, of wrestling, of horror, some ice cream, <laughs> you know, the, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a very fortunate place to be. And then, you know, this year I, I would be remiss if I didn't shamelessly promote the fact that my new, my book that came out last year, Buried But Not Dead, nominated for Ringo Award for Best Original Graphic That's Novel. That's awesome. And now, and now the Ringo Awards yeah. are, are voted for by by uh, industry people. So it's like your pairs. Yeah. It's like your pairs picking your book saying yeah. this is good, yeah, the, which is huge. The, 
It is. Wow. The first round the first round is by fans, the second round is by then the finals are by creators. Okay. Um, but creators I think have influenced the first round, obviously, as well. And yeah, you know, and you know, last year with Haunted Highons getting nominated for three Ringo Awards, like I said, best humor comic, Marianne Pescosta, best illustrator, also under the Fornasari best colorist, you know, was cool. And then this year to be nominated, put you know, the joke is I put out one book last year and that book got nominated for best original graphic novel. Um, and that's also in previews and available in stores in October. And that's the thing, the book hasn't even hit shelves yet. You know, and it got nominated. We wow. uh, we did a Kickstarter or a quick starter, a 15 day campaign. Um, but people really responded to the book exceptionally well. And yeah, so it's crazy, you know, to have Twisted's fan base be as supportive as they, as they are as the book. The wrestling crowd making Butts and Seats the highest funded wrestling comic in crowdfunding history. And then my horror crowd still repping me. You know, and, and obviously there's some crossover, you know, but repping right. me with Gary But Not Dead being best original graphic novel contender for 2021, along with people like Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips and their new book. It's like, man, what a... It's been a pretty good a, run a, lately. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pretty, well, yeah, pretty pretty good run, you know. Um, the, the, the pandemic and, and COVID and things like that, I think caused a lot of people to make a lot of choices about how they wanted to move forward. You know, yeah. and, or if they could move forward, and I and I made some conscious decisions about how I wanted to handle myself moving forward, and how I wanted to do the work, and to see these payoffs is something I'm exceptionally grateful for. You know, exceptionally grateful for. So right. right. It's cool. It's it's awesome. It's all just it's just really cool, man. Right. Yeah. You know, as as picky as people can be sometimes, and and you know the the minimal time that we have to to read and whatnot with our busy days mm-hmm. it i bet it feels really good to you just to see so many people so many eyes on on many different projects that you're doing at this time so yeah um you yeah. know congratulations for that thank you and i'm excited about the stuff coming out too you know i mean one of the things the pandemic did was caused a lot of things to get kind of put on hold so you know like i said earlier we got the tales of mystery volume um tales of mystery volume five is going to be on kickstarter in october uh, people can't see it on the podcast, I'm repping the shirt right now, you know, right. I'm, I'm super excited about Tales of Mystery, um, horror noir comic. If I had to write one series for the rest of my life, no offense to Tony Schiavone, no offense to Twisted, it would be Tales of Mystery. That's that, that is my, my, if I had to put my chip down on the book, you know, that's my franchise book, uh, with volume five, this will be the longest running series I've ever written. Um, oh. And we're doing a compendium or an omnibus of the first four volumes so people can jump in new at a really uh, affordable price. And then we got Cthulhu Jr. coming out. We got Hope 2 coming out. We got some other mystery projects coming out. Maybe there's even another wrestling book coming out. You know, oh. you're wrong <laughs> too coming out. You know, so now it's just a matter of getting all this stuff back out again and getting it on schedule and getting it out the door. Um, but I never take for granted how fortunate I am to have these opportunities and have the support of everyone I do, whether it be through the professional community, through my readers, both. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. And especially now that we're able to get back out on the road a little bit, and you know, talk to people in person and see each other in person. I'll be carefully. Yeah. You have to be responsible. I, I think as things are opening up more, I think we're all starting to see that we cannot take 
our own health and safety or the health and safety of others for granted. But um, yeah, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited about the new Haunted High Ends. I'm excited about Bucks and Seats. I'm excited about Mr. Tales Mr. Buying Five. All this, all the things on the horizon. Now there's a lot coming out. Before we wrap here, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, got a lot, like, like I talked about earlier, got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Um, right now, if you go to the local comic shop, they can pre-order Buried But Not Dead. If you haven't got a copy of that yet, you can get that. That's coming out in October. The first issue of four of Haunted Highons, Curse of the Green Book, comes out in November. Butts and Seats, the Tony Giovanni story, comes out in November. Those are all from Sourcepoint Press. October is also going to see me launch the Kickstarter for Tales of Mystery Volume 5, which will also include the Tales of Mystery Omnibus or Compendium, which will contain the first four books yes, all in one collection yes. with a cover by Jim O'Barr, the creator of The Crow, which is really cool. Um, That's cool. I'm all, yeah, thank, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, 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 losing, I'm losing my mind on that. Um, and uh, on that campaign, I am doing something on a comic book Kickstarter that has never been done before. Uh, I was like, I think I was one of the OGs of comic book crowdfunding and things like that. I was really there at the ground floor of it. And sometimes you have to kind of reestablish yourself and remind people that what you can do. So uh, I'm really excited. I'm really hoping people get behind this uh, thing that we're doing uh, that me and uh, Austin McKinley, the illustrator, we're offering something in this Kickstarter that has never been offered in any comic book Kickstarter to my knowledge ever ever brand new so that's cool um after that um and the other thing again what i could say is uh if people go to dirkmanning.com they can sign up for my newsletter my monthly newsletter i send a newsletter once a month dirkmanning.com also has my uh convention appearances and on there including in december i am coming back to emerald city comic con so yes 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 i may have a special guest with me we'll see well so stay tuned we're only a couple hours away from there so we might have to come and see it i i I recognize it's december but i would highly recommend it and it's gonna be a fantastic time really excited about getting out there with some really cool stuff lined up for seattle um so i would i would make it out i would love to see you guys in person as well so in seattle such a great great show um so yeah so being go to see my full uh convention appearances between now and the end of the year and um again if people be willing to to sign up for the newsletter they'll get the the, the deets on that and um Tales Mystery Volume 5. I hope people are really excited about this campaign because I am I'm so I'm so excited. I'm like extra nervous about it because we have such cool stuff. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Alexander Forsani, the colorist of Hunter High Ends is coloring it. Austin McKinley's illustrating it. It'll be my longest running comic book series to date. So I'm I'm stoked. Very cool. Yeah. It will definitely we see you post your your campaigns and stuff. We'll definitely be sharing them and uh, I appreciate spreading it. the word and all that good stuff. And what Thank a time you. to release it in the spooky season! I really hope that you have a successful mm-hmm. release. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're pretty excited. Like I said, if I had to write one comic forever, it'd be Tales of Mystery, and uh, Volume Five is a is a monster. It, no pun intended. It is. It is. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. People have seen the cover with a giant Cthulhu on the cover of Richard Lang. 
they they got an idea. We're we're going all in. Nice. We're all out. Awesome. If you oh. <laughs> oh circle. man. Full circle. Well, we could talk with you all night, Dirk. We really appreciate you being here. Really thank you for coming on the Stephen Crypto Show and giving us some of your time. So um please everybody listening, go check out dirkbanning.com. Go see what he's got coming out. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, out of all the stories he's put out, there's got to be something for you. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. And, and people can find me on just about all social media at Dirk Manning as well. But uh, thank you guys for having me on. I, I, I most sincerely hope I get to see you in December. So stay in touch. And definitely, there's some really good ice cream in Seattle. There's, uh, there's definitely. I don't want to give away my location so people will be there waiting for me. Yeah. Salt and Straw. This <laughs> is a spoiler. Salt and Straw. You know, chances are after the show, you will see me there getting ice cream. So. There you go. But come see me at the show. It's easier. We'll, we'll show up with a pint of Hagen dazs for you. <laughs> oh, I'm all in. All in. All in. There you go. Bring three, nice. three, three spoons, some bowls. We'll chop that up, man. It'll be there good. You go. Party. Right cool, man. Well, hey, thank you. All right. Uh, come back again when you want to promote something. Our doors yes, we'd love to have you back. You. I appreciate it. Let me know and we'll, we'll hook it up. And again, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you all of you for listening and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, this is Dr. Gang Green. You're watching the Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to, you're listening to the Steve and crypto show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on the Steve and crypto show. Hey, we're back. Um, thanks to Dirk Manning for joining us on the show. As always, thank you guys for listening and be sure to go visit our friends at fright-rags.com. Um, send Caleb your social security number, your address, your date of birth, all that stuff. And uh, visit our buy me a coffee page. I, I said you don't have to send the credit Oh, he's just trying to cut me off now. I, I said, you don't have to send the credit card info, but you can. And our address is, Steve, come on. Uh, we, we don't have one. Just just kidding. Sorry, guys. P.O. Box? P.O. Box anything? No, no? No, nah, no. Nah. Um, All right. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. Just, hey, just send us those video lists, guys, okay? We hope video you have list. a happy Halloween. Send video us the, the, Buy send me a us coffee. video list. Show us what you guys are picking up in the Halloween stores out there. Show us the decorations you're getting your costumes, your props, all that stuff. We just love Halloween as we assume if you're listening to our show, you probably do too. So happy Halloween in advance. Happy hunting. Yes. Thank you guys. We've been the Steven crypto show. We will talk to you soon. All right. We'll be live on episode 45 next. Nailed it. <laughs>